You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 155 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi, Kelly. Hello. How you doing? Uh, good. You know, enjoying a little a little pumpkin spice season, if you will. Are you one of those PSL basic bees? Not really, but I'm addicted to those stupid pumpkin cookies from Trader Joe's. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I will check them out. My kids have been going to town on those mallow cream pumpkins that are just like pure sugar. Oh, those make me so sick. <laughs> I like the waxy consistency, though. There's something that's really satisfying to bite into. Oh, yes, I totally get that. But each time I'm like, I feel so sick. Ugh, but there's that, that bite, that one bite is so fabulous. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm just chasing that high all season. <laughs> it's never like the first time, am I right? Sure is it. That first hit. Ugh. That reminds me, I saw this meme a few years back. And it had somebody like doing that scissor glide thing, cutting wrapping paper. That's really satisfying when it goes right. Love that. So good when it goes right. It says, I've never tried heroin, but I imagine that it might feel like this. And when it goes wrong, it goes so wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like wrapping a gift. <laughs> the first cut is the deepest. All right. Well, I guess we should get into it. Just a little reminder to everybody that... The September visual round is up on our website. This one features movie monsters. A little bit spooky. Scared Kelly. She let me know. Sure did. (laughs) Also, we have two new five-star reviews that I wanted to give a shout out to. Huge thanks to both SBeach82 as well as UK and USA. Woohoo. People continue to enjoy us on road trips, which makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully we're uh, making those drives seem a little bit shorter and a lot more enjoyable. The price of gas, am I right? You're right. (laughs) We could just have a podcast about inflation for road trips. (laughs) Cool, cool. But instead we'll distract you. Right. Speaking of road trip listeners, we received a really sweet email from a mother-daughter pair that discovered our podcast and it helped them get through a road trip together and have a good time together. So just wanted to say hello to Ellen and Kelly, or Kellen, if you will. Thanks, ladies. And we had a new Patreon this past week. So big thanks to Jessica. Woohoo. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for supporting our show. It means a lot to us. All right. It's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five. So you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is formats dung. F O R. M-A-T-S-D-U-N-G. And the question that goes with this anagram is, 
What car and model has been the world's best-selling sports coupe for the past seven consecutive years? Moving on to round one. So the weather's been a little kooky lately. Santa Ana's have been uh, making me sweat my cans off all night over here in SoCal. But it could always be worse. You know how I feel about Natty D's. Scary. Very scary. But on that subject, round number one is called Rock You Like a Hurricane. This general knowledge round that consists of answers that include famous U.S. Category 5 hurricanes will blow you away. <laughs> Any sign of those Kansas tornadoes yet, Kel? Nope. Pretty peaceful over here. Does your house have like one of those storm cellar stitches? It does not. There's a basement though. There you go. Basements are rad. Yeah. Question number one. What one-hit wonder British new wave rock band released the 1985 hit Walking on Sunshine? Question number two. Where was the site of the 2012 devastating mass shooting in Newtown, Connecticut? Question number three. This American musician and founding member of Sonic Youth divorced bandmate Thurston Moore in 2013 after nearly 30 years of marriage. Question number four. Latin for the Hail Mary, what 1825 Franz Schubert composition is an operatic staple for legends like Pavarotti and Bocelli? Question number five. What American actor won two Emmy Awards for her performance as Suzanne Sugarbaker in the CBS sitcom Designing Women? Question number six. One of the original founders of the NAACP, what investigative journalist and early civil rights movement activist is best known for documenting and exposing lynching in the U.S.? In 2020, she was posthumously honored with a Pulitzer Prize. Question number seven. Alongside his brother, what former film producer and convicted sex offender founded the entertainment company Miramax in 1979? Question number eight. What was the feminine alter ego of musician Prince? He used this name when pitch shifting his vocals up to a higher register. There are plans to release a self-titled posthumous album, originally recorded in 1986 under this pseudonym, later in 2022. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, Rock You Like a Hurricane. Question number one. The British new wave rock band who released the 1985 hit Walking on Sunshine is Katrina and the Waves. 
they have like the perfect storm name because not only is it Katrina, it's and the waves. You know, <laughs> just seriously, Hurricane Katrina was a wild one. That was not good. Not good. Question number two. The site of the 2012 devastating mass shooting in Newton, Connecticut was Sandy Hook Elementary School. Sorry to even bring it up. It is the worst thing ever. So terrible. Devastating. Good thing we did something about all that gun reform and regulations. So that never happened again. Am I right, Kelly? Oh, yeah. This was the last one that I remember. Womp womp. (sighs) Question number three. The founding member of Sonic Youth, who divorced bandmate Thurston Moore in 2013, is Kim Gordon. She's a legend. She's incredible. When they split up, it was almost seismic. You know, they had been together for 30 years and... Another Natty D reference. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, it applies because, yeah, the whole like indie punk rock community, not that I can speak for all of them. It was a little bit shattering, but she's great. She's a total badass. Yeah. Also, I have this like old seven inch record from one of her side projects called Free Kitten that I bought in like, I don't know, high school that I bust out from time to time. Big fan. Amazing. Question number four. The 1825 Franz Schubert composition that is Latin for the Hail Mary is Ave Maria. You know who also does an incredible version of that song? Who? My smoking side piece, Susan Boyle. Yes, <laughs> of course. Question number five. The actor who won two Emmys for her performance as Suzanne Sugarbaker in the sitcom Designing Women is... Delta Burke. So for all of you guys that are familiar with Delta Work and don't know Delta Burke, you've got some homework to do. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Love Delta Burke. Legend. Go learn your culture. <laughs> Total babe in that show, too. Yes. Amazing. Sassy. Question number six. The investigative journalist and early civil rights movement activist who was posthumously honored with a Pulitzer Prize in 2020 is... Ida B. Wells. Legend. Yeah, did a lot of good work. So important. So if you didn't get this one, Ida be hitting them books right about now. (laughs) Get it? Good one. Question number seven. The former film producer and convicted sex offender who co-founded the entertainment company Miramax is Harvey Weinstein. Not a friend of the show. Sure not. (laughs) Category five scumbag. Yeah. The worst. Question number eight. The feminine alter ego of Prince, who is slated to resurface with a posthumous album later in 2022, is Camille. Friend of the show. Yes. All the egos. For sure. They can all stay. He was like walking an interesting line when he was like halftime Camille, but then was hooking up with like the Jesus of Latter-day Saints. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> he was always doing a lot as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Can't wait to hear Camille though. And it was originally recorded in the mid 80s, which is like his prime time, you know? So I think it'll just be great. Oh, that's going to be good. I'm ready. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Rhyme Time. This music round consists of songs with rhyming titles and is a tribute to the recently discontinued and irreplaceable treat, Choco Taco. I'm very sad about this. They took it away, Kel. I had one in my freezer when this was announced. So tasty. 
Dang it. And I was like, ah, do I eat it now? Do I save it? And then I ate it. And <laughs> <sighs> said, RIP. <laughs> cool. When this announcement came out, both of my kids like ran to our local little corner grocery store, Ma and Pa's. It's adorable. And both got Choco Tacos and they just sat on the back deck and gobbled them up. Cuties. I know. Had to get it in, you know? You have to. They're delicious. An amazing design. So an example of a rhyming song title would be Mellow Yellow by Donovan. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. the answers for round two rhyme time song number one was hell's bells by acdc song number two was true blue by madonna song number three 
Song number three was Thong Song by Cisco. Let me see that Song number four was Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Song number five was Helter Skelter by The Beatles. Song number six was I Spy by Kyle, featuring Lil Yachty. Song number seven was Only the Lonely by Roy Orbison. And song number eight was Train in Vain by The Clash. Some good ones on this list, for sure. Yeah. You know how I feel about Roy Orbison, right? I sure do. I got a real tender spot in my heart for that guy. Yeah, reasonable. I love him. I love his image. I love his voice, all that. Very singular. Sweet crooner. Baseline to Train in Vain, great. Amy Winehouse, can do no wrong. Thong Song, obviously. Can do some wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I love the dramatic orchestral intro in Thong Song. It's ridiculous. I think he was a one-hit wonder. Yeah, what else did he do? You only need a hit like Thong Song. That's right. Pretty good stuff there. Moving on to round three. Round number three is called Make It Work. Get to work with this round all about the fabulous world of high fashion. Question number one. What season four Project Runway winning designer created the show-stopping tuxedo dress worn by Pose star Billy Porter in 2019 at the Academy Awards? Question number two. With a net worth of $9.5 billion, this 88-year-old Italian designer is the wealthiest openly queer person in the world. He is often credited with pioneering red carpet fashion and was the first designer to ban models with a BMI under 18. Question number three. What photographer responsible for countless iconic fashion magazine cover shoots became the first woman to have a feature exhibition at Washington's National Portrait Gallery. Question number four. What British fashion designer known for his avant-garde looks that has worked with Bjork, David Bowie, and Lady Gaga died by suicide in 2010 at the age of 40? Hint, two of his signature pieces are the skull scarf and armadillo shoes. Question number five. What popular musician caught headlines after debuting a miniature Valentino purse at the red carpet at the 2019 AMAs? Question number six. List two of the Fab Five stylists featured on the fashion reality program Queer Eye for a point. Question number seven. List one of the two months that the semi-annual event, New York Fashion Week, occurs. Question 
Question number eight. What murdered fashion mogul was the focus of Ryan Murphy's second installment of the series American Crime Story? This Italian designer was killed by an obsessed fan outside his Miami Beach mansion in 1997. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, make it work. Question number one. The season four Project Runway winner who created the tuxedo dress worn by Billy Porter in 2019 is Christian Siriano. A classic for the ages. So good. Yes. Business waist up, party waist down. Question number two. The 88-year-old Italian designer that is the wealthiest openly queer person in the world is Giorgio Armani. $9.5 billion is a lot of money. Dang, get that coin. Dang. That's a lot. It is crazy, though, because there are some other, you know, wealthy gays out there. I mean, Tim Cook, who is CEO of Apple, yeah. is on the top 10 list, but is like number seven. Armani is bank. Yeah, that's a lot. Question number three. The photographer who became the first woman to have a feature exhibition at Washington's National Portrait Gallery is... Annie Leibovitz. She is a great portrait photographer for sure. I think what really put her on the map was the Polaroid of Yoko Ono and John Lennon that was taken like literally. I think it was the same day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the same day, just hours before his assassination. Which is wild. And it's just such a bizarrely posed photo, but it's classic. So. But she's also all over fashion. And I wanted to somehow include a woman on this round. <laughs> Rough. Womp womp. Question number four. The British fashion designer and Lady Gaga favorite who died by suicide in 2010 is Alexander McQueen. I love his stuff. Oh, it's so gorgeous. I love his avant-garde high couture stuff. And I love his ready wear stuff. Yeah, me too actually had a bougie friend give me one of those skull scarves yes they're great that's a good piece it is very versatile love it a little rock and roll so great question number five the popular musician who debuted a mini valentino purse at the 2019 amas is lizzo and caught so much attention for this silly little tiny accessory she's the best it's so funny yeah it was hilarious and then there was all this subsequent buzz about like what was in her tiny purse, you know? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I just wanted it to be like a single tampon. <laughs> right? It's practical. Totally. Just in case. <laughs> no, she did a video that was very Mary Poppins style where she was just pulling out like entire outfits and stuff. <laughs> Amazing. Obviously, there was some visual trickery involved there, but always fun. The best. Always gets people talking. Yep. Question number six. You needed to list two of the Fab Five stylists featured on Queer Eye, and they are Jonathan Van Ness, Karamo Brown, Tan France, Anthony Porosky, and Bobby Burke. Karamo Brown is Kelly's favorite. Sure is. He is a dream boat. 
And I remember him from the real world way back in the day. Oh, dang. There you go. Oh, yeah. I've been riding with Karamo for a minute. I'm a bad gay and I haven't watched this series. Only watch if you want to cry. Like good cry? Yeah. Okay. That's heartwarming. I could use a little heartwarming crying lately. I'm still having a little daily breakdowns because of my little cat that I lost this summer. So a good cry would be a nice change, I think. A welcome change. Yeah, just to pop one on. Question number seven. You needed to list one of the two months that New York Fashion Week occurs during, and they are September and February. You know, and it was news to me that this was a semi-annual event. I thought it was just once a year. Yeah, they do spring and fall, right? Apparently. But, you know, I'm also wearing sweatpants and a Meow Wolf t-shirt right now. (laughs) Ready to wear. Question number eight. The murdered fashion mogul that was the focus of the second installment of the American Crime Story series was Gianni Versace. Moving on to round four. I feel like round number four is kind of fashion adjacent. This one is called Bitch, I'm Madonna. All hail the queen of pop with this round all about the cultural icon and diva extraordinaire, Madonna. Question number one. What is the name of the record company Madonna founded in 1992? Question number two. Madonna has two middle names and one last name that she rarely mentions. List one of these names for a point. Question number three. Madonna received a Worst Actress Razzie for her performance in what 1986 film that she starred in alongside her newly married husband, Sean Penn? Question number four. Consisting of two peninsulas and often referred to as the Wolverine State, what upper Midwestern state was Madonna born and raised in? Question number five. Madonna teamed up with Beyonce this past month and released the Queen's remix version of what newly released Beyonce hit track from her album Renaissance. Question number six. What was the name of the villainous love interest that Madonna portrayed in the 1990 film Dick Tracy based on a comic strip of the same name? Question number seven. In the early 1980s, Madonna dated what neo-expressionist, influential African-American artist who died a few years later in 1988 of a heroin overdose. Question number eight. What is the name of Madonna's adopted son who has recently been photographed wearing some of her dresses? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Bitch, I'm Madonna. 
Question number one. The name of the record company Madonna founded in 1992 is Maverick. I think she co-founded it with John McCain, the other <laughs> Maverick. I was waiting. Yes. Two Mavericks, one record company. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick as well. <laughs> so a lot of the large record companies were sort of skeptical about this move. You know what I mean? Sure. But she's an incredible entrepreneur. One of her first major releases on Maverick Records was Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. An incredible album. One of the most successful and most influential albums released in the 90s. Yeah, and not to mention a musical. Look at that. Question number two. You needed to list one of Madonna's middle names or her last name for a point, and they are Louise, Veronica, and Ciccone. I would have gotten all of those. Yes. Are you a Madonna fan, Ricky? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for our taters that don't know. Big Madonna fan, long-time Madonna fan, for sure. In particular, the first, like, 20 years of her career. But she's still going. She's still at it. You know what? She's Madonna. She can go forever. Rock it till the wheels fall off. Question number three. Madonna received a worst actress, Razzie, for her performance in the 1986 film... Shanghai Surprise. I think she recently did an interview and was reflecting on her life and career if she had any regrets. And she said, both of my marriages. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Ouch. Rough. Question number four. Often referred to as the Wolverine State, the upper Midwestern state Madonna was born and raised in is Michigan. Did you know that, Cal? Uh, I did not. So she was born in Bay Cities, but I think spent some time in Detroit before relocating to New York when she pursued like a dance career. She actually studied under Martha Graham. Wow. And Martha Graham nicknamed her Madam X, which was the name of her most recent studio album. So it's kind of fun. Michigan is also known as the Mitten State. Super cute. Question number five. Madonna teamed up with Beyonce this past month and released the Queen's remix version of Break My Soul. I've been loving that song. It's good. It's a bop. Question number six. The name of the villainous love interest that Madonna portrayed in the 1990 film Dick Tracy was Breathless Mahoney. And if you put the blank, you get a half point because she also portrayed that character It was basically just Breathless Mahoney with a mask on. But Dick Tracy was not interested in romancing the blank. So it kind of only partially applies there. (laughs) On my 10th birthday cake. Yes. I did have a picture of Breathless Mahoney on it. She had a form-fitting dress with a slit all the way up the thigh. I was like, yes, thank you. Amazing. I get that piece. (laughs) I love that. Question number seven. The neo-expressionist African-American artist who Madonna dated in the early 1980s was Jean-Michel Basquiat. Power couple before they were individually powerful. It's crazy. Yeah, that's like a lot, them two. Yeah, that's an intense connection. Yeah. I'm not surprised it didn't last long. And then I also read that he gave her a bunch of paintings over the course of their relationship and then destroyed them when they broke up. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's sad to think of any Basquiat's being destroyed. Yeah, for sure. Question number eight. 
The name of Madonna's adopted son, who has recently been photographed wearing some of her dresses, is David. Full name, David Banda, I believe. Might I add, really pulling off those dresses. He is gorgeous. Yeah. Pop quiz Kelly. What are the names of her other five kids? Go. No idea. Short quiz. Seriously? I don't think so. What about Rocco? Oh, yeah. Okay. What about Lourdes? Nope. (laughs) What about Mercy? What about her twins who just celebrated a birthday last month? So did Madonna. Her little twins are named Della and Esther. Those are her kids. Great. Cool. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. With British origins, what is the term for the savory layered casserole dish consisting of ground lamb or mutton minced meat and topped with mashed potatoes? Question number two. Released in 1995, what is the only Smashing Pumpkin studio album to date to hit number one on the charts? It was a double album and included the singles 1979, Tonight Tonight, and Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Question number three. What 50-year-old comedian recently raised eyebrows upon announcing his engagement to his 23-year-old girlfriend, revealing they had been dating for five years? A conveniently cringy timeline. Some of his comedy albums include Isolated Incident and Harmful If Swallowed. Question number four. During the 1994 MTV-sponsored town hall, former President Bill Clinton kept it casual when answering usually briefs when asked what pointed question. Question number five. What trio scored big hits in the 1980s with the songs Jump for My Love, He's So Shy, and I'm So Excited? Question number six. What 1941 John Huston noir classic film based on a 1930 novel of the same name starred Humphrey Bogart as private detective Sam Spade? Question number seven. In the game of volleyball, there are seven positions. What is considered the main offensive contributor to the team and the most difficult? The other six positions are the outside hitter, the opposite, the middle blocker, the libero, the defensive specialist, and the serving specialist. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The term for the savory layered casserole dish consisting of ground meat topped with mashed potatoes is shepherd's pie. 
I'm not really into ground meat. Same. Can't say I've even tried this delicacy. But just a little fun fact. So if it's minced mutton or lamb, it is shepherd's pie. But if it's ground beef, it's technically cottage pie. But I think that Americans usually use ground beef and still call it shepherd's pie. Rude. I know. You want me to dig a little deeper into this uh, shepherd's pie knowledge? Yes, I'm dying to know. Okay, so picture it. So the meat, the bottom layer is lamb, and then on top is a layer of mashed potatoes. And I read that it's supposed to represent wool. Oh, gross. (laughs) So gross. I hate that. That's nasty. I know, and it's like rude to the potatoes because like who wants a mouthful of wool and especially rude to the lamb. Yeah, (laughs) like no. Let's deconstruct your- Let's kill you and then top you with mashed potatoes and call it wool. Ugh, no thank you. (laughs) Question number two. The only Smashing Pumpkins studio album to date to hit number one on the charts is Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Just a really solid album. Back to back. And it's a double album. Question number three. The 50-year-old comedian who recently announced his engagement to his 23-year-old girlfriend is Dane Cook. Really fulfilling that role of the groom, am I right? There's a lot of questions about this guy. Not a friend of the show. It's disturbing. Yeah. He has these game nights and he hosts like underage teens. Mm -hmm. A lot of underage girls have come forward. Yeah saying that he like has them over for these like inappropriate hangs so this guy's not a friend of the show nope nope question number four in 1994 bill clinton kept it casual when answering usually briefs to the age-old question boxers or briefs so nasty I know. Like, why was this an interview question forever? Because it was the 90s and it was MTV sponsored. I want to know why they didn't throw Thong in the mix for a third option, running it back on Cisco. There you go. Usually Thong. (laughs) Cool briefs. No, thank you. Question number five. The trio behind the hits Jump for My Love and I'm So Excited is the Pointer Sisters. All really catchy tracks. Jukebox hits. For sure. Question number six. Whoa, Kelly, what was that? Was that you emptying out your tiny purse? Just a singular tampon falling to the floor. No, I think instead of my one tampon, that was a triple tater. Pick it up. Five second rule. (laughs) Sorry. In actuality, I think that was a triple tater. So if you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The 1941 John Huston noir classic film starring Humphrey Bogart as private detective Sam Spade is The Maltese Falcon. Question number seven. The volleyball position, considered to be the main offensive contributor to the team and the most difficult, is the setter. Go sports. Side out. Woo. Bump. Set. Spike. Spike. Whoa. (laughs) Dumb. Question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven 
And we had answers like Shepherd's Pie, Melon Collie and the Infinite Sadness, Dane Cook, Boxers or Briefs or Thongs, <laughs> the Pointer Sisters, the Maltese Falcon, and the Setter. And all of those answers include dog breeds. Bow wow wow. Yippee yo. Yippee yay. I think if I had to get a dog, I'd get like some sort of a little scruffy mutt or a corgi. I really like those little low rider guys. Those butts are real cute on a corgi. They cute. And those little fox ears. So cute. A silly design. So cute. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week. Our bonus anagram this week was formats dung. Pop quiz Kelly. <laughs> yes. When was the last time that you formatted some dung? <laughs> Can't say I've had the pleasure. I think that just means at a BM. Oh, I guess so, right? I guess you're formatting it all the time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> the question that went with this anagram was, what car and model has been the world's best-selling sports coupe for the past seven consecutive years? And the answer is Ford Mustang. Formats Dung scrambles up to be Ford Mustang. And it's actually pretty impressive because that car's been around for like over 55 years and it still is a top seller. A classic, an oldie but goodie. All right, thanks for playing, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much. Good job, Kelly. Woohoo! Another one in the books. It's always a pleasure, y'all. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout-out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com, and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. Follow us on social media for weekly answer reveals, round reveals, and exciting announcements. And if you find yourself in Southern California and want to catch one of our weekly live quizzes, join us on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. in Long Beach at Beach Garden Social House. This week's background and answer break music was Quick Introduction by Derek Stevens. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, edited by Ricky Lime, and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later, later taters. You know I don't like mashed potatoes. Stop it. Yeah, I know. You're weird. I like them fried and extra crispy. I do a really mean Yukon Gold mashed potatoes. It's good stuff. It's a texture thing for me. Oh, you also don't like cream cheese, and I love cream cheese. I'm weird with textures. All right. How would you feel with a mouthful of wool? <laughs> See, like that is kind of right to me about mashed potatoes. It's nasty. No, they said... <laughs> 
fry them up. No, actually wool though. Would that be a textural version as yeah, well? Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really, the only textural plus for me is chalk, Tums, and those Waxy pumpkin things. creams. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bringing it back. Now that is a texture I can get behind. <laughs> is that strange addiction lady that was like chowing down on couch cushions? It's probably totally. like a mouthful of wool, you say? Tasty. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. 